Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of How To Be Sound is sponsored by the Huawei P20 Pro, the new smartphone taking the tech world by storm. It has the highest resolution selfie camera on any smartphone, and the P20 Pro was recently awarded a score of 109 by DxO Mark, the highest score ever given to a smartphone, officially making it the best smartphone camera on the market. The Irish Independent said it produces photos you'd barely believe weren't from a bigger camera, and Forbes talked about its incredible resolution and zoom capabilities. But look, we all know I'm here for the selfie camera. The Huawei P20 Pro launches tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another episode of How To Be Sound, the podcast where I talk to interesting people who tell me how to be interesting and sound too. That's basically, that's basically the tagline that I'm looking for. I am joined today by Declan Levy, former... Are you ever a former journalist, do you think? I was going to say former journalist. Well, because I, I only did like journalism, actual journalism in the Daily Mail. Oh, don't shoot me. For about six months because it paid well. But then I was a magazine editor and then I became a an online publisher because I wasn't ever really a blogger. My, I like to think of my online as an online magazine. It was yeah. not a blog. So I don't know. Former, former journal. <laughs> former, former slashy current. And what's your current job title? Social. Uh, I'm a social media manager. Okay. For, for a charity. For yes. a charity in London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what, so, so what do you remember? I mean, to set the scene, yeah. what do you remember about, do you remember the first time we met? Uh, I don't, I just, it was, it must have been at an event. No, it wouldn't have been, it would have been like a breakfast or something that lended itself to us talking and me thinking, oh, I like her because she's, she's oh, kind so of, cute. <laughs> no, but I remember thinking, because I, by that stage, by the time I met you, I'd been doing it. Like, I mean, I started, I got into it in 2005, into the magazine world. So by that stage, I was sort of meeting a lot of, you know, the same people, Dying mm-hmm. to be famous, dying to be successful. And having the same to, chats. And having the same yeah. chats about how wonderful their life is, how busy they are. Yeah. How, and, I, and I hate, I always hated that bullshit. I mean, I probably wasn't really cut out for, if, and that side of things cut out. I just liked writing. I was, I, mm. I was good at it. I, I liked, you know, I liked editing magazines. That was sort of my, my thing. I guess the other, this, this, the, you know, the social stuff came as a, as, a, as a side. But yeah, I remember when I met you, I was like, oh, I like this girl. because She kind of says it like it is. Um, yeah. I think like m- like my first recollection of us actually kind of talking, I think was at the Victoria Beckham. There was an event in Brown Thomas where Victoria Beckham yes. was brought in to talk about her fashion collection. Yeah. And there was a handful of a handful <laughs> of press and yes. what they would probably call nowadays influencers, but press yeah. and bloggers were invited. Yeah, yeah. And we went along and sat had a, a rapt audience with Victoria yes. Beckham. And I remember Harper came in. Yeah. And just completely, because we'd been given, I remember I flew in, I'd been in, in America for three weeks. I flew in, literally flew from Chicago and straight came straight to Brown Thomas. And oh God, we were told, all so thirsty for Victoria so Beckham, thirsty. weren't we? And we were, <laughs> like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And Claire, was it Claire? Somebody interviewed her with our questions that we had. I think it was put, Claire Byrne. And Claire we were Byrne. told, yeah, we were told not to take any photographs. So obviously we, we all spent the whole time Trying to look like we were typing into our phones and taking <laughs> photos of her. Yeah. yeah. I remember Harper came in and just just broke the, the atmosphere and we all laughed and Victoria softened and then, yeah. yeah, we got pictures. I remember I had to crop people out so it looked like it was just myself and Victoria in the picture. <laughs> yeah. And I still dine out on that. Every so often I go, did I tell you about the time I met Victoria Beckham? <laughs> yeah. Every, every now, and, now and then I'll make it my Facebook profile picture if I feel yeah. like I'm not getting enough attention. Yeah. Um, but that, that Harper Beckham thing was like a bit of a scandal because, not that like Harper didn't do anything scandalous, she was two, yeah. but she came in and she was walking. Yeah. And one of the women there t- had t- took a really quick picture of her and tweeted it. And the next thing you know, it was everywhere. It was in the Daily Mail. It was on extra. It was like Harper takes her first step. Yes, I remember. And it yeah. was everywhere. And there was a bit of a furore because we hadn't been meant to take any photos. We definitely yes. hadn't been meant to be publishing. We hadn't like definitely weren't meant to be taking any photos of the child. Of the child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was it was outrageous. We won't say who that was, but I'll ask you later. I'd say <laughs> I'd say Harper is now looking back going, great. That was my first moment <laughs> my, of fame. My first moment of fame. Yeah. yeah. Do you follow her on Instagram? 
Harper. No, no, uh, Victoria. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, Harper, is, is Harper 16 now? What? Um, I used to follow Victoria. You know what? I recently, probably about, probably about six months ago, I unfollowed every single account that made me think anything negative about myself or my life or what I was doing, yeah. including like a lot of Irish influencers and bloggers who I know and like and I went you know what I just because I, I was just in a kind of a bad place yeah. like I was feeling very low and I didn't need to see people who were getting invited to things I wasn't being invited to people yeah. who were getting sent things I wasn't being sent people who were having much better lives than me yeah. so Victoria Beckham fell into that category okay. and yeah. so did like a lot of other people who would love to be in the same category as Victoria Beckham yeah. like I, <laughs> you know I totally I mean? get that I mean at my lowest before I moved to London I unfollowed loads of people because I was just that frustration of god why wasn't I invited to that why didn't I get that partnership why don't you know so yeah. but I've recently started following Victoria Beckham just because she did that stuff for a sport relief. Oh, yeah. Sport and relief? and um, she is funny, yeah. isn't she? Like, she's she quite funny is, online. My big problem with it is she did some great shots. She posted some great shots with her in, I don't know where she was exactly, but it was somewhere in Africa where she was with these kids. Oh, yeah, And it was a really gorgeous shot. But then the next pick was her, like, straddling sort of two pieces of wood or something with these huts either side of her in her crisp white T-shirt and gorgeous jeans. It was almost like, here I am. It's that whole white saviour mm. thing, but here I am, the rich white lady, come to save all the poor kids. But while I'm here, I'm going to, you know, this is a great opportunity for a photo. For a photo, So I thought yeah. it was a shame. I thought she let herself down with that because some of her Instagram stories that over that time, over her visit were really funny. But and it's she also, helped raise millions, I'm sure. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think it is you know. very difficult to to ride that line between being kind of right on and then being because Victoria Beckham like from what I've seen of her Instagram she puts up kind of gas shots yeah. of her practically doing the splits like sitting yeah. on a on a chaise long with one leg in the air yeah yeah and so that's the kind of thing that she does mm. so if if she goes to Zimbabwe or wherever she is and she's doing this thing for sport relief is she supposed to kind of put mud on her face and you know that's only true. take photos where she looks like haggard like Princess Diana walking through the minefield yes. do you know what I mean yeah. so obviously uh, she's kind of going well how do I do it where I'm being you know Myself. still being authentic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that old white saviour thing yeah I mean didn't um, was it was a comic relief recently said that they weren't going to use the yeah. the celebrities in the same way because of the uproar after I think it was Ed Sheeran wasn't it last year there Ed was a, Sheeran, a whole series the, of photographs yeah, I think he was kind of the scapegoat for that that whole um, white saviour thing yeah that kind of was. I wonder if it's because he's so white <laughs> you know, like it really brought it wiser. into stark contrast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they have, and they raised uh, less money was raised this year as well, uh, quite oh, a significant amount into the millions. Yeah, so whether and that's it's, pretty tragic. Whether it's a knock on from the Oxfam thing. Yeah, but know. we're also picking up economically, which mm. I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot to be talked about. I guess you know, in terms of like rich people get richer because they keep their money. Yeah. So like, as we're yeah. all getting better off, are we actually less likely? To donate. To donate. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. Because yeah. when you have 10 euro, like you're mm. like, oh, sure, I can give 2 euro. When you have 100, you're like, I want to keep that 100. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned there moving to London. Yes. Which I kind of wanted to talk about, I guess, from the point of view of, I think, from an Irish perspective, we often romanticise moving abroad. Mm. And we say things like, Irish people are so begrudging and they're so insular and everybody knows everybody. It'd be so nice to go somewhere else where people are more open-minded. Yeah. So scientific study now, is that true? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We, I, I think that the Irish in Lon- the Irish in London certainly that they're the ones I would know of. They, I mean, they gravitate towards each other absolutely. So you've got these pockets of even on the gay scene. There's these pockets of, you know, the Irish gays who all hang out together. They all live in Clapham. They all go to the two brewers on a Friday night, and and which is really nice because I think I've found recently I've been you know become a bit more social my long-term relationship ended so I've probably become a bit more social having well, probably been forced to become more social and actually what I've noticed is the it, just we're just good crack like the Irish are we are mm. we are great fun and um, you know I was talking to you earlier about how I up the Irish I mean you do have the Irish in London who do you, you know, do the like Irish panto I, not, How are you? I mean, I definitely don't do... I sometimes do... I, mean, I have a habit of just doing the Dublin accent with certain words, I think, you know, and um, and just kind of for comedy value. But they don't get that because they just think an Irish accent is an Irish accent mostly. Yeah. But um, I was going out with an English guy for a little while and I was loving the whole, like, teaching him that you're one, you're man, uh, grand. That's I mean, actually I so funny living. because you forget about your one and your man. Oh like, my God, yes. Um, there's, there's a woman I know, Nadine, I think it's uh, I think it was Nadine I was having the conversation with. She works as a makeup artist in Preen. I actually keep meaning to have her on the podcast because she's really interesting and she's yeah. like a kind of a body positive activist by accident, just by virtue of being very bo- body positive and fabulous right. herself. Yeah. But 
I remember when she first moved here, we were talking about your man, and she was like, I just didn't, like, whose man? My man? Your man? His man? What? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, so... Um, the, my boyfriend at the time was, was like he would say the same what what's your man he's not my man he, he's not who, what's, what's your one but myself and Anna my flatmate were watching TV one night and um, he was he was also watching TV with us and somebody came up an actress came up on the screen and I said oh my god Anna it's your one and she was like oh my god you're one from uh, Broadchurch I was like yes and he said you haven't said anything you haven't said that person's <laughs> name how do you know and I was like you just know because it's, it's when we can't think of someone's name so we yeah. say your man or your one yeah. but we do always tend to know exactly who we're talking about um, yeah. But another one I say grand. grand everything's grand. grand. Yeah. And we, I've, it's only recently I've realised grand means, I mean, your arm could be hanging off and, <laughs> you know, you just got hit by a bus. Oh, how are you feeling? I'm grand. It, it does always mean okay. So ha- yeah. how's that? Oh, yeah, it's grand. Um, or, oh, you okay? Yeah, yeah, grand. So but I think it, it definitely but means But it always- can also mean good, can't it? Yeah, because, it can- you know, if somebody says, to you, oh, like, how are you getting on with the something difficult? You go, you know what, it's actually grand. Yeah, that's true. And you're like, it's actually okay. It's actually grand. Like, like, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. better than I thought it was going to yeah. be kind of thing. I remember years ago, because I grew up, so I grew up in London. So when I was seven, my family moved from Ireland to London. And I lived there till I was 19. And then I moved to Dublin. But I remember watching uh, Terry Wogan, who I loved. But I always thought he was a little bit... He always would take the piss out of the Irish a bit, I felt. You know, he, I remember watching his... We're um, very sensitive to that, especially we if you're in bit, England, yeah, taking yeah, the piss yeah. out of Irish Because Graham Norton could be a bit like that too. But I remember watching his show, whatever show he was doing at the time, and he was talking about Aer Lingus Air Hostesses. And he's, I remember him saying, you know, they come over and they say, now. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. No one says now. I say now all the time now. So it's like, so, so a handsome, yeah, yeah. their dinner. They go, now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, definitely an element of upping it when I'm away. But there's a lot of... You know, I, I meet a lot of Irish who, um, the first thing you ask each other, no one else, no other country in the world seems to be as obsessed with where you're from as we are. I mean, the first thing, where you're from? Oh, uh, oh, I live in London. No, then we go, no, no, but where are you actually from? <laughs> we have this thing, where, I think it's because we want to, we want to make a connection maybe. Um, yeah. Mm. And, and I meet Dublin people as well, Dublin people especially, and they will not say, I remember talking to someone recently and they're from, a, a, let's just say a part of Dublin that has a reputation for being rough. I'm not going to name it. And he just would not say where he was from. And I said, but where? Oh, in Dublin. But I, I, I moved four years ago. I was like, it's okay. And then he said the same. So I was like, oh, cool, yeah. My baba used to live near there. I, I remember when I first moved to Dublin, I rented a house nearby, blah, blah. You know, you kinda, it's that kind of making that con- connection almost. Yeah. Um, but, and then there's the accents. Um, because the, a lot, the first thing to go is the T's, dropping the T's. Um, and most, actually, most of the Irish people I know that are living there have done, have done that. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, just how to give oh, an example. Oh, Not like so. sitting, because that, that'd be too no, much. No, but, but they've, uh, they've done that. Yeah, that's it. Done yeah. that. Done that. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done that. Um, and what else? And then and, I... But I, I mean, why are we so... Because, so, so I was speaking to um, an American girl recently who's studying in the University of Limerick. And she had a p- pure Limerick accent now, like 100%. And I went... Oh God, like, and are you from here originally? And she was like, no. And she said she'd only been here for six months or something. And I went, oh my God. And she went, yeah, um, I lived in Scotland before this. And I, I, I apparently sounded completely Scottish then too. Oh God. But it was funny that she wasn't embarrassed about it. Whereas I feel like Irish people, well, there's a real, her. yeah, yeah, but that's it. Like, we have a real judgment if an Irish person loses their accent. Oh, we do. Because it's really like they're trying to be something they're not. So like that's notions. it too. Absolute notions. Oh, that's another thing I've taught everyone in work. And notions. They, all, they love it now. If they do something, they'll go, deck, notions, yeah? Like, as if to say, and I'll say, yes, yes, well done. That was the proper use of notions. They love it, which is brilliant. Like, I've, you know, my boss is Italian and then all the, most of the other girls on the team are English. But yeah, they love, love a bit of notions. When I meet Irish people, I, I feel the need to give them my story because I know they'll hear with me. They'll go, oh, he's, what's that accent? You know, because they want to pin, oh, they want to pin it straight and, away. And, and you don't want them to think that you've lived come to London for, and, and lived there for four years put on and a London accent. accent. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But actually most people that meet me are, say, how do, you, how do you have an Irish accent? If you were seven when you moved to London and lived there till you were 19. But I think oh, I yeah. grew up in a very, very Irish, uh, Irish area, as in everybody had English accents, but it was that thing of, it was, I hung on to it because I knew how unique it was to have an Irish accent. Yeah. Um, you know, I spent a lot, I guess, spent a lot of time with my family. We all kept our Irish accents. But um, now I feel the need to, when I meet someone, say, well, you know, I've lived here four years this time, but, you know, the last time I lived here, I lived here for like 13 years before. So actually, I spent half my life, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. Sometimes people go, yeah, right, mate. Um, but actually, that something just came to me there. And talking about being sound, Irish people are really sound. And I think when, you're, when you meet people out at parties and you have, a, you know, you're having, you're having a good laugh, you're, 
I'll always end up talking to the Irish people because you just, it's that banter. Yeah. And people, and people feed on it too. People do, you know, the, 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 I, I find the English tend to really like the Irish, you know, they, mm. we, we got on very well with them. They enjoy the humour. Um, but yeah, we're kind of just generally, I think, Irish people are just really sound. I've always said it. Um, and it's maybe because we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, I mean, we do and we don't, like any, I suppose, like most people. Um, we're friendly. Uh, you know, chances are, you know, my any, any Irish person I know, just very mannerly, very friendly, very funny, very personable. So, yeah. yeah. I think we're very I think, sound. I think, as, I think we try. a generalisation. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think we try very hard. Yeah. We're very polite um, yeah. in a way that I think English people think they're polite, but aren't yes. a lot of the yeah. time. That like, we're very polite in that we want everyone to have a good time and yeah. to feel, you know, we don't yeah. want anyone to feel awkward. Whereas I yes. think sometimes with English people, if somebody feels awkward, they're kind of like, well, they feel awkward because they did something rude. Whereas we're like, oh, no, no, no. You don't want to make them feel awkward. Yes. Even if somebody's used their, you know, like stuff like table manners or something. Like yeah. you would never point that out. No. Whereas I feel like English people might slightly point it out and not really mind if somebody feels awkward. Whereas to us, that's the height of bad manners height of bad to make manners. somebody feel bad in your own yeah. home. I think we're polite in a very warm, we're polite and warm. In, yeah. I think there's, the Irish are very, again, it's a generalisation, but we're very, very, very warm. But we're kind of obsessed yeah. with being nice to we the are. point that like we won't complain in restaurants. Oh, no, I mean, I do. Well, like, so do I, because <laughs> I I'm not obsessed with being nice. But I think as a culture, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're very bad at oh, that. Oh, I, I, I will complain now. And I, I know I mortify people. I remember I'm, I'm my, my, you know, my, my ex of many years, I'd, I'd embarrass him. Uh, I remember on my parents' 25th wedding anniversary, what, 20 years ago. Maybe. What did you do? No, my, no, I didn't do anything. But I remember we were in this restaurant in, in London and... My mom, the food was awful. It took ages. The food came out cold. It was just, my mum complained and complained and complained. And when the waiter came over, he said, how's everything? She said, grand, lovely, thank you. And I remember yeah. raging. I was very young. I mean, I could have only been like, what, 14, whatever. I don't know, I'm probably aging myself. You're like, mum's lying to the but waiter. But I remember thinking, what? We all just looked at her and went, what? And I think that was like, I've never forgotten that time. Yeah. So if something annoys me, likewise, if something, if I'm happy with something... Uh, I mean, I was at the doctor, you know, at the hospital a few weeks back and she was so lovely. And I went and found the nurse. I said, thank you for being so lovely and making me feel really, 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 really comfortable. And she was so taken aback because that, whilst I will complain about stuff, I will. I mean, if someone doesn't yeah, isn't friendly is... with me in a supermarket, I'll be like raging. Mm. That is <laughs> or, true, though, that I think humans in general, we're, we're more likely to complain. Yeah, than, we are. You mm. know, like, you know, sometimes I'll find that you know, if I'm talking about a partner or someone I'm dating, that I'll end up just telling my friend all the bad things about them. Yeah. And then you suddenly realise your friend hates them because you've just been giving out about all the things that are driving you mad because you don't bother going, oh my God, and then we had this lovely time and we did this and it was great. Yeah. You just go, you know what he did today. Yeah, because that's you know normally I mean? the time you want the advice and You want the support. support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that, unfortunately. So, like, Irish people are super sound. Yeah. They're really kind, they're really warm. Are you going to move home? No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, no. I, I, well, I mean, look, never say never. Um, my, yeah, my long-term relationship ended last year. And I think the, the, the end goal was always to, you know, move back. The, but having been here for, I mean, I ran, I ran, I kind of was my own, yeah, ran my own, ran my business for three years, effectively. I had two really good years where I got lots of work and lots of, you know, sponsorship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had a year which was awful. I mean, I was working in a, a, a shop practically at half the time to pay the bills. And I just, it's that security of being in London. Um, yeah. Knowing that, well, knowing, just sort of feeling quite secure that if you didn't, if you've lost your job tomorrow, there's other things you can do. That's not to say that wouldn't be the same in Ireland. I just think... It left quite the mark on me when I was here, uh, yeah. trying to, you know, I applied for a couple of things, didn't get them. And and plus, I, I love I love where I work. I love where I live. I I see it as, I mean, I don't, God, I'd be living in a shed if I bought anything. But, you know, yeah, so I'm going to yeah. have to, I mean, I live quite centrally at the moment in London, so I'll have to move quite far out. out to buy. Yeah. But I definitely see that as my... Um, I love coming home. I love Dublin. I absolutely love Dublin. I chose, I mean, I was just talking to you earlier. When I moved back here when I was 19, so I moved back in 2000. And I practically, I moved back here to be openly gay. And people find that bizarre because I lived in London. But I lived in the suburbs in a very, very, how would you describe it? Just a very, uh, or maybe old fashioned. You know, we didn't kind know. Of parochial, but, maybe. Yeah, yeah, parochial. It was because we we drank in all the Irish bars and all the Irish clubs. Okay, and, yeah. You know, I, I worked in an Irish bar, and you know that kind of it was just very, very, uh, like you said, parochial. But I, mo- you know, and I, I kind of moved here to be myself. And 
So that's why I love Dublin so much, because it did allow me to be myself. I mean, from the day I came out, I never had a problem with any of that. Um, so it was, it was very easy for me. So I think that's why I have a very romanticised view of Dublin. Um, so it took me so long. I mean, I'd come home and be so sad leaving. But now, in the last few months, as I'm coming home, I'm realising, yeah, I still love Dublin, but I don't, I don't want to live here. Yeah. At the same time, I'll never knock it because I hate meeting Irish people in London or anywhere else who just knock it. Oh, it's tiny. It's this, that and the other. And I often say, have you been in Dublin recently? Have you seen the, 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 the amount of restaurants and really mm. great and the, 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 the kind of the bustling nightlife and the bars and everyone's doing really well again. You know what you is know? so fun, though? If somebody knocks Dublin, you know they haven't been here uh, there for ages. Yes. I love being really snobby about yeah. it and being like, oh, my God, but have you seen the, 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 like the latest exhibition at IMA, which I haven't seen? You know, to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, oh my God, have you seen the new wing in the National Gallery? It's actually yeah. amazing. Like, I haven't been to see it yet, but I love <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. And then people will be like, yeah. oh no, I haven't. And then you like you make them feel crap. Yeah, I get super defensive. So like so I, like yeah. I own Dublin. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm like the London spokesperson for Dublin because um, I just hate that, like knocking where you're from. Or yeah. I used to remember it used to, you'd meet people in Dublin who, were, who weren't from Dublin. Oh God, I hate that place. You know, they'd be from wherever around the country and they just immediately knock where they were from. Yeah. You know, and I always just have a thing. We fine if you haven't had an awful experience where you're from and you hate it. Genuinely, mm. that's fine. You're allowed to. But actually, is it just because it doesn't have as many bars and a great nightlife like Dublin does? Or yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And like, funnily, yeah. I think it's kind of grand to knock Dublin if you live there. Yes. You know what I mean? That like yes. when I'm going, oh, like I'm really sick of X, Y, Z. But I went out with a guy for a while who was from South Africa. And he used to spend the whole time going, oh, my God, it is so cold. It never stops raining in South Africa. We'd be doing this. And you'd just be uh, like, shut yeah, shut up. up. Go back yeah. to South Africa. Back, he was yeah. really handsome. So I was like, don't go back quite yet. <laughs> don't go, don't go Do yet. eventually. Then you're having pain. fun first. Yeah, you're such a moaner. Uh, yeah, yeah, so never so say funny. never. Um, I, I love being with being near my nieces and nephews. I'm, I'm obsessed with them. So I guess every time I leave them, it's sad. Mm. Um but likewise, I'd never move home for the right for the wrong reasons. So yeah, never say never. Well, I suppose way. you never know what the right reasons are until you suddenly have a compelling reason to yeah. move home. Yeah, like, like if the my right sister, my sister lives in the states now, mm. and she's lived kind of in Europe and then in New York and then in Texas and now she's in Indiana. So she's kind of each step has taken her further away, it's taken her like a longer plane ride or two plane rides away, mm. and. She always, basically when she comes home, she gets to about day three or four and is like, oh my God, I want to move home. Yeah. Like, I love being home. I love being with my mom and dad. I love Irish people. And I think as well, living yeah. in the States, you do really miss that Irish humor. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a big, you know, I don't think she knows any other Irish people in, in Indiana anyway. Right. And, you know, there's not a big Irish community. And I think she really misses the explaining your man or being able to say your man to someone who would yeah, understand. Whereas it, she's yeah. just become very American. And, like, not very American. She doesn't have an accent, but she'll, you know, in, in conversation, she'll say part or she'll say sidewalk sometimes yeah. because if she says, says path, people don't so understand her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think then when she goes back to the States, when she's there about three or four days, she kind of suddenly goes, oh, this is actually okay. Yes. Because I've like been able to get my groceries delivered in an hour and a half and I've just ordered some stuff on Amazon Prime and, you know, I've got a beautiful house with a pool and the weather's really nice. See, yeah, Yeah, exactly. and, and these I, kind yeah. of things. I definitely feel the same. Like, I've been here now for about five days and it's really lovely. I was down in Rosslare and I didn't want to leave and now I'm up here. And But actually, I don't mind going home tomorrow. Yeah. And it is, for me, it is going home. You know, I still That's say... That's actually what I was going to say, because because you were saying home is Dublin, but then you've said home is London as well. So which feels like home? I, I say both. So anyone in work will go, oh, have a great time at home, because that's mm. how I say it. I'll go, oh, I'm flying home this weekend. But home is London. Home is where, yeah. I, where I've set up home. You know, where, yeah. where, where, where all my stuff is, where, you know, so where... <laughs> that's obviously, that's like the new proverb for the, for the capitalist times of the 21st century. Home is where my stuff is. <laughs> home is where my stuff is, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, but it is. It's, 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 for, it's home for now, you know. Um, but yeah, I suppose my heart will always be in Dublin. Oh, so. my heart will be my heart in will Ireland. Be, I'm going to start singing in a second. And will you, will you fly home for the referendum? Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I am very ashamed to say I didn't vote in the marriage equality because I was in uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay, okay. And I was disgusted that I couldn't. Do. I thought you were going to say like because I was in London, I was no, I had a big weekend plan. No, or I was in Abu Dhabi, okay, and okay. the flight had cost a lot of money, and we, I, you know, I couldn't change it. And so, it's, it, do you know what? It's a lame excuse. 
It is a lame excuse because I expected people to vote yes no. so that I could get married. Well, I, I mean, I don't think these things are excuses. That sounds less like an excuse to me and more like a reason. Yeah, like, I mean, it's definitely a reason. You're, you're in Abu Dhabi yeah. and you don't have 800 yeah. euro to spend on an extra flight coming home to vote and then going back to London. Yeah. Like, uh, it would have been a massive expense for yeah. you. Yeah, and, and to, be, to be fair, at the time, the, I remember two days before it, because we, we, I'd been in Abu Dhabi for a few days at that stage, and we had when we were sitting on a beach and we contemplated paying it was we found flights for 750 quid each and and we were will we do it will we do it and everybody all of our friends said you'd be absolutely crazy you would be mad because that's yeah. a, you, you know you can't afford that sort of money to come up yeah. so come back to your question i'm going i am going to because the i got the date's 25th the 25th of um, may yeah it's something i feel extremely strong about um and without a friend of mine had to carry a, a so she, she was told she was pregnant and at about 16 weeks no less than that. No, it's less than that, about eleven weeks. She was told that her baby would not survive outside the womb, um, and they tried various things and they didn't work. She was then told you. They tried various things. Various things. Various. Uh, various things internally that might fix it. His, oh, his, yeah, yeah, his yeah, organs yeah, yeah. were his organs weren't work weren't um, weren't uh, developing properly. Okay, and They tried okay. a couple of things and it didn't work. So she was told at the time, "You will have to carry the baby full term." However, we have contacts in the UK. So that's what she was. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST told and I just remember thinking this that is disgusting mm. even now I get I get I get annoyed about it and quite emotional about it because it's just she should she was told your baby will not survive it's yeah. as simple as that yeah but, you, but because of the the ridiculous laws in this country you're going to have to either carry full term or or get you know as I say get, get on a flight go you know hit, take the boat to to another country um and she opted to not to not to take that option, not to 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 have to have an abortion, and that's absolutely because it, look, when you're in that situation, perhaps you are hoping for a miracle. Mm. Um, but what it always comes back to for me is she should have had the choice. Yeah, absolutely. she should have had that choice. And what I get so angry about is these people with their views and their opinions, just like they were with the marriage equality with the referendum. Then these people who you know. Mary, who lives at number ten, who gets to decide that every woman in the, every woman in this country should have a choice and should have a choice with what they do with their body. I'm not to say I'm not saying that I champion abortions. Um, because I don't have an I don't have a really strong opinion <clears throat> on it. I don't. I think you should have that option. I think if you get yourself into a situation where you've an unwanted pregnancy or the pregnancy, it's not just if a pregnancy will affect your health or affect your life. It's also that you get yourself into a situation. Get yourself into a situation. Sounds you find you, yourself. You find yourself. You yeah. find yourself yeah. in a situation where you are. You have an unwanted pregnancy. For me, you should have the choice not to go ahead with it. Yeah. Just like they do in the UK and other countries around the world. Yeah. Um, I also feel, and I, I know people aren't going to agree with me on this because, you know, we live in a democracy. A dem- yeah, we live, we live in a democracy. Is that the right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, allegedly. We allegedly do. I just don't, I don't feel, I don't feel I should have a vote. I don't feel I should have a, a right to decide whether Mary at number 10 Is that is that because be you're a man or... Do you I, mean no, anybody? Anybody. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just Yeah, but I mean, no, I don't really think it's because I'm a man and I shouldn't have, because I, I feel so strongly about it. Because yeah. it needs 
this is going to need men like me. Yeah, and um, I mean... Who feel I do so th- strongly about yeah, it. Yeah, I, you know? I do think that's often a very harmful argument. Yeah. That on the one hand, we want everybody to get out and vote, but then on the other yeah. hand, when, when men stand up and say, no, I don't think women should be allowed, we go like, what? What do you, you know? know? It's none of your business. Yeah, it's none of your business. You know Why mean? should you have... No, I genuinely feel, and I don't know, in, in a very simplistic way, and it's probably a very... I just feel there should be a group of... Across, who represent a cross section of society, who are very well informed. The, I feel that that, that there's some, some sort of group sh- who should make that decision ultimately. Mm. Um, yeah, of course it wouldn't be popular because we're being told uh, what what you know. What, but I felt the same with the, the marriage referendum. You know, I felt like why should he get a, a, a why should that old fashioned guy in wherever get a get a, a yes or no vote on whether i should marry the person i love yeah or or yeah, i mean you can you didn't have to you know i say to yeah. my mum and dad you didn't have to ask anyone but i mean uh, not just because i think a lot of the time when we talk about these issues that we consider modern and liberal we tend to stereotype the older generations and say you know why should that older person yes. but why should that younger why should person that younger, you're why right. should that you're you know right. what i mean why I should that woman why to, should that man yeah. no but i mean yeah. we all do because yeah. a lot of the time we have a perception in our heads that the people who are going to be rigidly sticking to Against traditional this. family values yeah. are going to be older, older when in fact that's not always true no. but but it's also the case that you shouldn't get a say in what I do with my body and I shouldn't get a say yeah. in what you do with yours yeah. or your marriage or your life yeah. or whatever it is that's it and I, that yeah. is my view that's my opinion and I'm, that's not going to change um, but it's really interesting you know. because um, I was at a talk in Trinity uh, probably about a year and a half ago now we were talking about repeal we were talking about activism online mm. and Tara Flynn was there I think it was Trinity and she was talking about how um, the pro-choice side and the pro-life side are depicted as being two sides of one spectrum. Mm. And she's like, you know, the, 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 the pro-choice side is, is pictured as being on the, on, on the left, on, on the liberal yeah. and, the, and the pro-life side is pictured as being on the right. And she's like, but actually, if you think about it, the pro-choice side is in the middle because we're not pro-abortion in the same way that the pro-life side are anti-abortion. We're not the opposite side of that coin. Yeah. We're actually saying we're not pro or anti this actor, this decision, but what we were pro or anti is what we were pro is you having the choice to decide what happens your life and your yes. body and your future. And she's like, and that's actually in the middle. And 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 it is really harmful. It's like especially in the media when it is depicted as being the opposite side of yeah. anti-choice or the opposite side of pro-life, mm. because it kind of automatically like you know the opposite of pro-life is what anti-life, anti-life. or pro-death. Yeah. Which is not, which, which is, is not. totally, yeah. you know, mischaracterization mm-hmm. of what's actually happening. And it's just really interesting, I think, when, when you kind of think about it that way and go, well, we're actually not campaigning for abortion. We're campaigning for choice. And I think yeah. as well, like when we talk about this referendum, I was talking to my mom about it recently enough. And she said, well, actually, my parents are going to be away. Right. Which is driving me a bit mad after my months and months and months of campaigning with them. But they're going to be in the States. <laughs> yeah. And again, if they were in London, I would probably pay for them to fly home yeah. but because they're going to be in America it's just too expensive of course yeah. so so they're not going to vote but my mum said to me recently um, are we voting for or, or against abortion now and I think Ooh. that's a really confusing part of yeah. it as well that it's like no we're actually not like we're voting for yeah. legislation to be put in place around abortion yeah you know, and and basically, well, like we're voting for the Eighth Amendment to be removed from the Constitution, yeah. so that there's no mention of bodily autonomy or the right to life yeah. in the Constitution, mm. which is mad as well. That there's something to do with like medical Medi- health, you know, like medical healthcare, reproductive rights in the Constitution yeah. is totally nuts. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just also just for, to be very clear on the example I was talking about, a friend of mine, I think she should have had the the choice. I yeah. don't think I don't, she she wouldn't have she wouldn't have opted for an abortion, but I think she should have had the choice. And I don't think that she should have had an abortion either. That that would be entirely but, up to her. I have you know. So I just want to make that clear. You know what? Um, <clears throat> it's also really hard to say. You know, obviously she from from what you're saying, I gather that she would have maybe had the means to go to the UK and decided not to. But at the same time, if abortion was legal in Ireland and wasn't stigmatized and wasn't taboo yeah. and wasn't done with a flight and a and a yeah suitcase and you know under cover of darkness yeah. m- maybe that choice would have seemed freer to her Free, as well absolutely we have but it wouldn't have been a UK. huge deal i mean imagine being told that oh it's, it's not allowed here but we, if you know if you if you really wanted one we have contacts in the uk we i mean when you're already going through the torture of being told the child yeah. you're carrying isn't going to survive outside the womb you know and then to be told well you know you'd be grand though because you can you know book a flight get on a flight pack your bag potentially go on your own 
you know, it's just awful. And that's sort of... That's and do point. people talk about this in the UK? Because I always think it's very yes. interesting when I when I buy UK magazines, they'll often talk about abortion rights in the States. So there'll often mm. be pieces about abortion rights in the States, but they never seem to mention that right across the water. I mean, not in, I'm not necessarily in the media as much, but I mean, certainly I, I am definitely living in a pro-choice bubble. You know, so when uh, most of my team, certainly, you know, we've talked about it and they just, they again, they see it pretty much quite sim- maybe perhaps simplistic like me that it just women should have the choice in Ireland. But that's interesting that's, to me as well yeah. because I feel like in Irish workplaces yeah. you probably wouldn't bring it up. So I work on a social media team and we are constantly having to have conversations about um, what could potentially offend, what could, you know, this this can be, okay, you know, we look at other companies who've messed up, like when Dove did that that video of the, what, the, oh, the black, black woman, woman peeling her skin off and woman. turning white. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Dove at the time, that video continued and she became a Middle Eastern yes. woman, but yeah. it was the order of it. They should, yeah. you know, as we always say, surely there was a room full of people and one person went, oh, maybe now we yeah. change the order. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we're constantly doing that because, well, there's, you know, there's, there's me who's in my late 30s, one of the other managers is in her mid-30s, my my manager would probably be early 30s and then everyone else in the team's around 23, 24. So they're teaching me every day. So they're all very woke is what you're trying to say. They're, all, they're totally woke. Woke bitches. <laughs> woke. Mm. Uh, woke bitches. And they are, you know, they're teaching me to be more woke because mm. I'm, de- you know, I'm definitely, a, I mean, a you know, different generation, you know, for, for, from them because it's quite a gap. I mean, I certainly don't, you know, when we're together, we, I don't certainly don't act it, but you do see every... So like, are you sure you want that extra drink now, Linda? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you do... So they're, they're teaching me every day. But, um, <clears throat> And I suppose I've been quite vocal about the referendum. I love talking about Irish stuff. So anytime something big happens, um, you know, so, some of those videos, it was that video on the beach, I don't know, by Repeal the Eighth. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll bring that up. That in was our, beautiful. In our that, newsroom. Was, that was the poem by Sarah Griffin, yes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. I'll bring that up and I'll share it with the team and I'll share it with the, the, the wider PR marketing teams. And I, almost like a quite, you know, anytime there's something really great from here, I'll be you know, really, really proud of it. Almost. Conor McGregor. So, so oh, absolutely. I've never. <laughs> go, on, go, on, go on, go on, go on. Um, so, yeah, so I think I've been quite vocal about it. And I, it was only recently I thought I should probably be careful because. I shouldn't be forcing my views on them either. But you know, the thing I've is, presumed they're all for it. Yes, but you, know? you you live in a country where it's legal. Yes. So it's actually okay yeah. to be to be in yeah. work and going, yes, I am pro-choice yeah. because that's because what it's, it's that, that's what's said in the law in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in Ireland, I think if you went into a workplace and you started mm. a debate about it, somebody could go to HR, HR and go, Declan made me feel really yeah. uncomfortable because he was mm. talking about this thing that's enshrined in our constitution yeah. and, and I disagree with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've sent stuff around in emails and, oh, look at this fantastic video from Repeal the Eighth, blah, 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 blah. And actually I've sent it and go, oh, actually, maybe I shouldn't have sent that because that's me, am I enforcing my views on, on the wider teams in this organisation? Because, yeah, so definitely need to be, I mean, but you're right, it, it's, it's legal in the UK. So yeah. there's definitely a, a, a different mindset. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is, I mean, one of the things you touched on there was uh, the need for having people who are maybe balanced and informed yes. and who have a cross-section of society. But mm. one of the things I think we're really bad at in Irish media is providing balance. Like, I'm not sure if you saw it, but the prime time the other night, they were talking about sexual education in schools. And oh. there's been kind of a little bit of a hoo-ha about it. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode of Second Captains where they were talking about the Ulster rugby trial, but it was actually brilliant. Okay. Um, Second Captains, the podcast, I'll put it in the show notes. But they were talking about the Ulster rugby trial and about sexual education in schools and basically about how uh, Catholic organisations have complained and said you shouldn't be teaching, basically you shouldn't be promoting homosexuality in Mm. in Catholic schools because this is against our ethos, Um, this kind of thing. And Roe McDermott, who is a very intelligent, very smart, uh, kind of prominent, woke feminist, but also author, scholar, journalist, was on speaking about this and on for balance on the other side there was the editor of the Irish Catholic oh for god's sake which to me I mean obviously like I don't know anything about this man like I presume he's also a journalist I presume he's very well educated I presume Mm. he's smart yeah but I kind of felt like well what qualifies you to take this other side and like Mm. balance often you know is construed to mean we need somebody who's for and somebody who's against instead of finding somebody who can just explain it yes because if you're talking about something really extreme like you know, complaining about talking about homosexuality in schools. How do you balance that without having somebody on who's a bigot? Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, like, absolutely. You don't. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, like, do you watch any of the kind of UK panel discussions? I mean, no. I mean, I, mean, I know we have them, but like, I don't really watch them because no, it doesn't I... it doesn't apply to us. You know what I mean? So we obviously have the channels, but yeah, we have the channels now. 
We did. <laughs> we follow the channels. <laughs> look at us. Mad about ourselves. No, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I just probably am a bit ashamed to say that. I don't really watch those. I just, yeah. I, just don't, I mean, don't actually, like I was going to say, like, is it as bad in the UK? But I do know that they roll out Katie Hopkins quite well for oh, hashtag of, balance. Of course, so, for ha- absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, there definitely yeah. is the same. But obviously media is coming at it as well, trying to get... Yeah, I mean, this morning is trying a bit. This morning is definitely trying a bit more of that now. Those sort of controversial. Well, they wheel her out, will Katie Hopkins out? Yeah, they're different. But I suppose it's not that. um, I don't see it the way like with the 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 referendum. You know, back in what year was that? Two thousand and fifteen. The marriage equality referendum. I think. What was it? Two thousand fifteen. I mean, that was pretty. Some of those debates were pretty vicious. Um, oh, they were they were horrific. All, yeah, they yeah. were. I suppose I don't re- really see that because. But then, do we have, apart from Brexit, you know, do we have those 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 burning those hot burning topics in the UK as much? I know, guess, for example, gay marriage. For example, yeah. uh, you know, I guess abortion. the burning topics in the UK are probably a little bit more localized. So yeah. you might have, you know, I, you know there's a lot of talk around race issues or around mm. uh, classism and kind of ghettoization in certain boroughs in London yeah. but those discussions are probably having in, those discussions are probably happening in smaller pockets yeah yeah. so it's not so much a big national discussion yeah, as it is yeah. having a chat among residents near Grenfell about what happened you know what I mean yeah. that's a huge yes. issue yes. but it's not necessarily one that the entire country is talking, about, talking about because it's not going yeah. to be a re- yeah, very true, brought to referendum yeah. no it's awful before we finish up we're almost at the end of our time together. I wanted to ask a little bit about, I guess this is kind of lightening the tone, right? Yeah. Instagram. I know this is something that we've talked about a little bit uh, among ourselves. I think we were, we were kind of sending each other long protracted voice notes um, at one mm. point last year. We were chatting about this, about basically uh, the pressure on men. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I obviously talk and think a lot about the pressure on women and women's image and, and women's health and size. But there is definitely a growing pressure on men. Yeah, but at the same time now, you you put up quite like a significant amount of like topless selfies. You know, in my defence, though, I had to stop because I was seeing someone who didn't <laughs> didn't appreciate it. So oh really? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it was a thing. Was I was putting? You were in a controlling relationship. The thing is, I wasn't, but I was putting some up. And I, looking back, they're a bit like potentially. I mean, why do why did I put a picture up of me with my you know showing off my muscles and my six pack and everything for anything other than attention and you know you know. Yeah, attention. Um, but I think at the time, I, maybe I yeah, maybe I was craving attention when I put those pictures up. But I did have a boyfriend for a lot of the. Well, lot don't they the say that um, there's a dopamine release for every like? Yeah, Although, like, I think it's probably like heroin that if you get 200 likes on this photo, you need to get 400 the next time to get oh, the yeah, same reaction. Get the, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That you're like, well, I got way more on the last. Oh yeah, time. and then like I'm still though. I still when. I, I put things up on Facebook now. It's probably because not, not as many people are using Facebook. I mean, I'm certainly not. But like, I might put up something and get, oh, that only got 50 likes. Yeah. And then I say to myself, you're a 37-year-old man, get a grip. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm always at conflict with myself. Like, yeah. that whole thing. But I think for Instagram, yeah, I mean, I do. I'll put up every so often, I'll put up a, a picture. Thing is, I work really hard at the gym, I guess. And yeah, I, I, there's that element of me that's a, that's a narcissist and I'm a, sh- a show off to an extent. You know, when I go to a club, I take my top off. You know, I, I go to the clubs where there's a lot of guys who dance with their tops off. You know? I would love to uh, spend a day as a gay man. Honestly, my dream is to go to, well, like, like, like okay, so totally hot, ripped gay man, right? To, to, to be specific. I'd love to go to a club, take my top off, and then I want to go to the gay sauna. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, the gay sauna is a dying is a dying industry in the UK <gasps> now because of well, because of the dating apps. They don't need to go and pay f- to pay to get the ride because they can just go off to a party and get it. But is it not actually you know? a sauna? Oh yeah, yeah. It, but there, no one's going to them anymore. There was a, a chain called Chariots, and they're dotted around London and very successful for many years. And apparently, there's no one in them now. You'll read an article. It's every very so good often for detoxifying. Cl- well, very good. They get you know, they, d- 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 detoxify the skin and then get the ride. But um, I. Yeah, so I suppose that there's that thing of um, actually no, I was going to tell you about the time I went to Ministry of Sound about a month ago, and it's a it's a night called Glitterbox, which is from Ibiza, so it's a really popular night in Ibiza. But again, being a group of gays who work out a lot, we were used to take our top off in clubs, tops off in clubs, and we were told after a while we had to put them back on because we were well, it was because of the 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 female clientele they were getting quite sensitive to it. And what's the term? I'm trying to think of the term that was used to us. Were they feeling Guys, intimidated? Yeah, maybe it was. The, the, the women are feeling... Um, I thought, are they? Who's, who, which women are saying this? Because girls were just coming up and just having the crack, having a chat. And yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, they'll have a little bit of a feel. 
which, you know, that go- brings me often is one of my issues of, you know, I, I often, you might get, you know, you, you might get grabbed onto in a, in, a, in a club, in a gay club or at Glitterbox. And is that thing of, is that, am I asking for that because my top is off? Um, no. But then is, is the woman in a really tight top? Asking for it, absolutely no, not. No, nobody's asking yeah, for no it. And nobody nobody mm. has the right to touch your body. Yeah. So it's one of my big things at the unasked. moment. Yes. Because I make a big deal of it. I'll kind of yeah. grab a guy. Because I can be, I mean, I can be, I can get very, I can get quite angry quite quickly. And when it's stuff like that, I'll call someone out on it. Oh my God, I get angry. Yeah. yeah. Like I get so angry. And that's actually, I mean, aside from the fact that I'm like a boring curmudgeon, that's probably one of the reasons that I don't <laughs> go to pubs or clubs anymore <laughs> is because I used to just get so pissed off that yeah. I'd be like, don't touch me. Yeah. And then, and then like men would be like, oh, would you get over yourself? Do you yeah. mean you're like, no, like, Get, oh, yeah. get your hand I've off been told me. it. I've been told. Now we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but I've been told it. Oh, you you love yourself. Oh, cheer cheer, uh, cheer up! I was just having. You're you're the one standing here in the gay club with a with your top off, and um, and it's actually quite alarming that it can be younger guys too. It's just in a really sort of pervy way. But no, going back to the Instagram way, Instagram thing. Um, I do think I do think there's a definitely a growing pressure on men to. Because I, I follow, I had to do a detox recently of, um, or a clean out. I did a kind of a detox in terms of staying off Instagram and not You went scrolling. to the sauna, you cleared out your Instagram. <laughs> but no, I did kind of a, a, an Instagram clear out because I realised I was just following all these guys with incredible bodies and incredible lives. Um, how they, have, how they, they finance these lives, I don't know, but... They, you know, they, they, and I actually thought, are they teaching me anything? Like, I still follow a few guys who actually post really amazing workouts mm. and they have incredible bodies, and I take inspiration from that. But actually, the majority of the people I was, I was just looking, going, oh, I'd love to have a body. Oh, my, my, my stomach doesn't like that. Oh, my chest needs to be bigger. Oh, I'd love to have that, you know, hairier chest. Or I'd love to. And you're constantly comparing. And that's not just me. I'd imagine for me as a 37 year old man, it's tough enough. But for a 20 year old, I mean, I see the way my nephews are. My nephews are obsessed with my, my, my muscles. Oh, you, Dex got, Uncle Dex got an eight pack. Uncle Dex got. Um, how do you now you're how, just showing how, off <laughs> but they do and they're they're quite obsessed with it in but, a really it's a, in a way it's really sweet that but also you're thinking but you're nine yeah was yeah. i obsessed with muscles i, I don't and, think we were even aware i didn't even know yeah. what a muscle was when i was nine and, you know, and, you but know. Do, do you ever think about um your responsibility in terms of that you're contributing to this yeah yeah so I, like yeah I, I am i am by putting i mean I was, I'd be, I'd be, I was away with them for a few days and I was, I remember at one stage I took off my t-shirt and I thought, maybe I, should I not? You know, should I not be, they follow, they're, they're on Instagram, you know, one of the, the older one. And I thought, should I, you know, should I perhaps, you know, maybe not, not, not allow him to follow me on Instagram, yeah. maybe block him or, because I concerned if he's following me and he's, 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 he's very much aware of my body, is he following other, you know, pop stars who got, or, 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 or you just don't know these, the diff, various influencers now who have big YouTube channels. And then they're also happen to spend a lot of the time in the gym and that the avenue they're going down is suddenly they're talking about healthy lifestyles. And mm. well, it's that know, kind of old thing, isn't it? That like, uh, you can't, we, we've opened Pandora's box now and we can't yeah, close it and we can't yeah. put all the topless torsos back in. Yeah. So we just yeah. need to talk to children and go, that's not the most important thing. Yeah. And you know, yeah. there's, there's like yeah. loads more going on. There's loads more in the world. There's loads more to people than their eight yeah. pack. Yeah. Even if that's what they choose to show you on Instagram. Yeah, it's true. And I do, I've, I've had it. I've had it with people because I suppose to look at me and form an opinion um, is one thing, but then to meet me and realise actually I'm quite the piss taker. I massively up the Irish when I'm out. I'm, you know, I'm, you know. Uh, you You're know, more than just your APAC I deck. am more than just my body. But no, I do. And I think it's, what was my point there? It's, yeah, it's, it's that thing of, I've, I've had it said to me, you know, oh, you're um, almost like I'm, I'm, you know, it's that whole, that, that, God, I can't believe you posted that. You know, I dressed up as Dora the Explorer at a party back in November. I had a couple of people go, God, fair play to you for posting that. You, know, you looked ridiculous. And I was like, why is that though? Well, because normally your shots are like, you know, are shirtless. Sexy. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, you know, so people form, people form, I form an opinion. Well, like, I, I was shocked. I was shocked by the door of the Explorer because the, the Halloween previously, didn't you go as like Aladdin or something? I mean, no, I, I've gone as, <laughs> I've gone as like a gladiator, real typically yeah, yeah, yeah. There gay, was, gay, like, gallo- gay Halloween. I don't yeah. feel, I, like, I don't think I've seen you with a top on in Halloween I had to, since was, I met you. It was in the Dean in Dublin and I had to, um, it was a fancy dress children's book characters. And I was like, oh, I had, but maybe He-Man, but I was like, he's not really You could have gone as Mowgli. No, I could have gone as Mowgli. I was offered Mowgli. My friend had gone as Mowgli the month before. And I thought, I can't. I need to put clothes on. And the I loved being Dora because all the mothers were coming up for photos. And going, my daughter loves my daughter loves Dora. My like here's you know thirty seven year old man 
It's a door awake. Oh, it's kind of creepy, doorway. actually, isn't it? If you think about it. But I, 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 in all my photos, I look really Imagine if you've gone to a playground creepy. right afterwards. Look at it. Look at it at Deck Levy on Instagram. <laughs> you look really delighted with yourself. You and it's like, no, I, I was literally loving, living my best life as Dora. So. And that's probably a lesson for us all. Next time you think of putting like your best photo on Instagram, think mm. what is like, maybe your best photo isn't the photo you think is your best photo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like true. the best moment yeah. in your life rather than the best image of your body. Yeah, because what is it you're posting your photos on Instagram for? Is it, okay, I'm going to try and, like, because before it was, I'm a journalist, I write, you know, I write beauty columns, I, mm. I need to put up how all the free shit, I, free stuff I get. <laughs> I, I love how I correct myself. <laughs> I, you know, I need to, I need to show people that I'm busy and I've got loads of work yeah. and I'm writing loads of columns and I'm getting loads of free stuff and I have this amazing life and I'm going to all these spas. But then when I moved to London it was actually I couldn't believe how much I didn't miss that side of my life and um, because people used my, I remember when I was offered the job in my current company which I'm still there four and a half years later and he said to me his concern was that I I was giving up kind of this glamorous life yeah. and I had to explain to him I was like yeah I, like, no, I no, get no, no. so many free things I've, I've traveled to various parts of the world because of the job I did um, you know, I, I joke about these honeymoon holidays I had. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't pay my bills. Yeah. I still had to work in a shop to to pay the rent, you know, and, and pay the bills that came, that came my way each month. So. Um, so, yeah, so I do think it's that whole thing. You know, I always say to people, just put 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 the stuff on Instagram that reflects you, I suppose. Yeah. Or or but or don't if you want <clears throat> people to think you've an amazing life because it makes you feel better about yourself, then absolutely go ahead with that, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I tried to. Put it, but I've had it. I've, I remember being called childish recently. God, Declan's very childish. And I remember being raging because I'm really childlike. I mean, I love Disney and Christmas and cartoons and I really am. And that's why I suppose I get on. With, I get on really well with kids because I don't do that stupid voice. You know, that silly yeah, voice yeah. people put to talk to kids. But yeah, so there's a real childlike element. But I remember thinking for the first time my whole life, because of what people had seen on Instagram, that suddenly I was putting this other stuff up that they had decided, oh, that's very childish. Am I making sense? Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, whereas, whereas for you, that was part of your personality, but it was just me. a side that you hadn't been showing. Yeah, I hadn't been showing. Yeah. And I hadn't been showing it because I felt like I need to put, a, put to across a up, certain persona. Yeah, to Which is probably that I'm this really, was this really cool, you know, jerk. Hot gay. Ex, cool. <laughs> cool gay. Oh, cool gay, okay. Cool gay with muscles. Um, we, will, we will leave it there. Where can people find you? At Deck Levy on Instagram? At Deck Levy on Instagram. I never tweet because, I mean, my, my job is social media, so I hardly ever tweet. You just lurk. I lurk. and But yes, I do love an Instagram story. I'm probably a little bit obsessed with Instagram stories. Okay. Yeah, and love a GIF. So, you know, watch out for my wonderful GIF work on Instagram Would stories. Would have been so funny if you called it a GIF. <laughs> Jiffy. Okay. A GIF. I love a GIF. At Deck Levy on Instagram. At Deck Levy. Thank yeah. you very much for coming. Cheers, Rosemary. Thanks for having me. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash howtobesound. It's basically a way to support me and support the podcast. You can pay $3.33 a month, $6.66 a month or $9.99 and you get various different perks including special bonus minisodes that only you will hear and that's patreon.com slash howtobesound. As a patron of How To Be Sound, you get your name read out on the podcast each and every fortnight. So I'd like to say thank you to Siobhan O'Rourke, Kira Norton, Katie Joy, Aoife Bradley, Neve Gowan, Hazel O, Eving McBride, Avril Flynn and Una for supporting the podcast. How To Be Sound is recorded, produced and edited by Liam Garrity. You can listen to his podcast, Meet Your Maker, anywhere you listen to podcasts and meetyourmaker.ie. You can find me at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac all across social media or on rosemarymccabe.com. Until next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.